Hey, hey, and welcome to Daddy Mojo. It's the podcast where we'll talk about parenting, all-age comic books, toys, and more. Now, here's your host, Trey Burley. I saw the best movie yesterday, and unfortunately, this is not it. Uh, Thor, Love and Thunder. What, uh, it wasn't that horrible. But I, I left the movie theater thinking... What, what the heck did I just see? And not because it was so weird or different, because I was a huge Thor Ragnarok fan. I loved that film. That was great, because it, it combined weirdness that the MCU sometimes doesn't do as well as, as other films. It had humor, action. It was just great. It was totally unexpected. Fabulous job from the director, whose name I'm not even going to try to pronounce. Although, great director. However, Thor Love and Thunder... It, if, if, you, if you really liked Ragnarok and you want to double down on the silliness, then Thor Love and Thunder could be your jam. However, for us, it, it doubled down on the silliness, but in doing so, it took away a lot of the action. The action didn't work in Love and Thunder. The humor did not connect in the film. The plot was wacky. And not because it's silly, just because it didn't make any sense. And I didn't care about the characters. Gore, the God Butcher, who, who I've heard so much about. Christian Bale's a great actor. He chews up some scenery in this film. It's really... Yeah, he's one of the better parts. But it's not enough to really build a movie behind. At the end of the film, when he got to his grand conclusion, I, I was trying to figure out what the heck he was looking for because I had to be reminded because I didn't care about him because I was so confused about what he was trying to do and faced with Jane Foster. I'm like, why? It's like we have a character we didn't care about previously in the MCU. They come back, and now we have a villain who we're supposed to care about, and we don't know enough about them, and they're fighting each other, and nobody cares. And the action sequences aren't that good. They're just not. For a movie that that wears the 80s on its sleeve also, the soundtrack to, to Love and Thunder was horrible. Had 25% of the soundtrack uh, consisted of Guns N' Roses. Guns N' Roses, I like GNR. However, it, uh, I wrote in the post, it, it's like Disney owed David Geffen or Geffen Records or Axl Rose some money. Because 25% of a soundtrack to be occupied by one band in a stereotypical manner within short order. In other words, when I was watching the movie, it felt like all four GNR songs that they used in the film happened in the same 20 minutes. It probably didn't, but that's just because Thor Love and Thunder is a very short movie relative to other films. It's only two hours, but in a way that's great. I would rather have a short movie that leaves me wanting more as opposed to a two-hour movie where I'm metaphorically looking at my watch, wondering when it ends. And I, I was not alone in my screening thinking this, because I turned to the, the cat to my left, and I'm like, what'd you think of this? And he was like, yeah, it was okay. I'll forget about it tomorrow. I, I looked at the cat on my left, and I said, did I miss something on this? And he was an, about my age, dude, and he said, nah, it was, eh. <laughs> His daughter was with him, and she she wasn't as kind. She she was a little more forthright in her description of the film. Having said that, my 12-year-old really liked the film, uh, but he has liked everything Marvel, everything MCU. Not, not a thing has disappointed him. Um, I, right now, the MCU is it's above 50% for me. But this is this is definitely in the bottom twenty five percent. 
any way you look at it. Um, there are some folks who are going to see uh, Thor 11 Thunder just because of, of the way it's been marketed. And that's cool. There are some who are going to see it. Who, who, there are some who are not going to see it just because of the way who have marketed it. So the marketing, it's, it's split down the middle. Those folks are going to love it. Some folks are going to hate it for the same reasons. And there are those in the middle who just want a good film. Just entertain us. And this is not that film that does it, unfortunately. I've heard there's a four-hour version of this film, and that sounds great, because maybe the longer version, I'll call it uh, release the Thor Snyderverse cut, maybe that one could clear up some of the muddiness that this one films. Maybe give us more of Gore the God Butcher, and that'd be awesome. Maybe that character had more that was cut on the, the floor that would be good. I also heard that uh, there were two characters who were cut from this. And what's that one dude? I can't think of his name. But Jeff Goldblum's character also. Jeff Goldblum's character from Ragnarok. He was supposed to be in this. That would have been fun. For a film whose actors are obviously having a fun time, it's not a fun movie to watch for most audiences. It's kind of wacky. So I hope the MCU finds its footing again. Trey with Daddy Mojo. Who is Thor Love and Thunder going to be good for? I'll call it those folks who are really hot on a summer day and need to go inside to the air conditioning and those who have an unforgiving love of the MCU. Thanks for listening to Daddy Mojo. Be sure to tune in next time. For more information on any of the things we talked about today, just check out the website, daddymojo.net or hit us up at Daddy Mojo on social media.